Welcome to the Warner's Cooking Podcast, where I'm going to just talk about whatever I want to talk about. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about why I like Apple so much. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I, I guess you could say, am quote-unquote obsessed with Apple. Now, I, I agree, I do own basically every single Apple product that has been made, um, but there's, there's a reason to it, and in this podcast, I'm hoping to explain why, and maybe if you are on the fence about Android or Apple or Windows or Apple, you will realize why I prefer Apple over the alternatives and maybe help convince you to switch or to choose one over the other. So yeah, let's just get right into that. So first off, um, now, now this podcast is going to be lightly, lightly edited. So it's, it's, it's going to be one big recording, but I might just cut a f- you might hear a few cuts here and there, like if I'm coughing or something, because I don't want you guys to have to listen to that. But it's just going to be more of like a sit down thing. And later on, I'm going to be bringing in people to interview. I haven't decided exactly who yet, um, but I'm thinking maybe start off small with like some friends and stuff, just about like stories and stuff. And then maybe eventually if this begins to become more popular, um, for it eventually to grow and we can get some bigger interviews on here. So why do I like Apple so much? Well, it, it started off, I my first phone was a Samsung phone and I, I loved that thing. Uh, it was a Samsung Galaxy S5, I think it was. And that that thing was my, it was, so it was my first phone, but it was also, I, I right at this point in time, it's, it's my favorite phone that I've had. And I'm not too sure if that's just because it was my first phone or if there's actually truly something special about it. So at the time, all, all phones were basically using LCD displays. And the Samsung phone had this beautiful high resolution OLED display. Now, this thing was, it was, be- it was at the time it was beautiful. Like, and, and the phone was fast. Like. It, it could power through anything and with Samsung phones and most Android phones back I think it was 2014 when the s5 came out but it you could replace the battery and that that feature was so underrated I feel because you could just if you needed to if your battery was out you could just pop in a new one and you're at full charge it was great and the camera on that was, it was amazing. And whenever we would do school projects and everything, I would always be the one to film because, oh, I had the Samsung and Samsungs have the best cameras. Um, but nowadays I think that Samsung, I feel like they've lost a little bit of their, their touch. Now, I know that later this month, there's gonna be a new Samsung, a few new Samsung phones released. I believe a foldable phone and then their new S10 line. I think there's gonna be three phones on that. So we'll see how that compares to the latest iPhones. Um, I feel like if, if Samsung plays their cards right, it might be it might be great, but I don't know. I don't know at this point because I haven't really seen what the phone's gonna look like that much. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm, I kinda just wanna be completely surprised. So when I, when I got, when I had my Samsung, 
I think it was the iPhone 6. iPhone 5S or iPhone 6 was the latest iPhone. Now, the, the iPhone 5S, I think it was, that compared to the Samsung phone, the Samsung phone beat it in basically every single way. The Samsung phone was water resistant, had a better camera, had a bigger screen, had a better fingerprint sensor in my opinion, had better speakers, better camera. I'm not too sure if I've already said that, but, 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 but later on, I feel like Apple just took these steps, like the right steps to help pass Samsung. Now, now a lot of people in the tech community would say, oh, when Steve Jobs died, Apple died. I do not believe that in the slightest because if Steve Jobs was still around, he believed that the four inch screen was the perfect size. So I think the last phone that Steve Jobs designed and helped work on was the iPhone 5 and then the 5S, you know, because they, when they started off with the 4S, um, it was just a internal upgrade. So they decided to do the same thing with the 5. Uh, they upgraded the internals and added a fingerprint sensor. But with Tim Cook and him deciding what they did, um, they released uh, they released bigger phones, and that's when they started taking over the market, like more and more and more, and just slowly, I guess you could say, destroying the competition. Now Samsung, they they did they they had a few gimmicks. I, I get I, I want to say gimmicks, but to some people I'm sure it was useful. But the the edge just the edge display, um, I felt I felt like that just made the phone more fragile and I mean with the S6 they introduced wireless charging which I mean yeah it's great but even though I, I have the latest iPhone I have the 10s Max I rarely ever use wireless charging I rarely ever use it and I think that's just because it's slower it heats up your phone and I, I guess you could say it's also less convenient um, I'm sure that pe there are a lot of people who will disagree with me on that but that's my personal opinion I, and I believe that people are allowed to have their own opinions. So, late, so with, so I, I had my Samsung, but after about a year, I noticed it started getting really slow. So I, I was kind of, I was frustrated with it, like to be completely honest. And when it, when, when my contract ended, I was, I was forced to make a decision. Do I get the iPhone 6S or do I get the iPhone, or do I get the Samsung Galaxy S7? Now, I picked the iPhone because at the time I felt like that was the better decision. Now, was it? I, I, me personally, I believe it was because that got me introduced into the rest of the Apple ecosystem. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about the Apple ecosystem a little bit later on, but compared to the Samsung, I mean, sure, yeah, the Samsung, it, I guess you could say it felt more premium because it was made out of, like, I think stainless steel, I'm not too sure, and glass, when the iPhone was just made out of aluminum. But I, I felt like just like the way that like the iPhone was designed and everything, it was, it was, I felt like it was just more intuitive than Android. Now, I know that iPhones, I guess you could say, are more locked down than Samsung phones, but, and, and just Android phones in general, but for me, I, per, I personally, I don't mind that because I, f I feel like it brings more security to the actual device. Now, at, after this, right, I, 
it, I, I broke my, I broke my iPhone 6s. It, it was, it was tragic. It was, it was really sad. It was on a bus and I was charging it and then it fell. So, and then the screen cracked and I didn't feel like upgrading. So I bought this uh, Motorola G5 off of one of my friends for like 70 bucks. And that phone, it, it wasn't better than my Samsung. No, no, it, my bad. It was better. It was better than my Samsung, but it was worse than my iPhone. For some reason, it was in the middle. Um, the features that it had, I felt were were great. Like I, I loved all these little all these little features that like you would you wouldn't see on one of these big expensive phones. Just because, I mean, it's kind of like with luxury car companies, right? Like you don't want to change up things too much, or else people will get upset. So. And, and, and a perfect example of that is when Apple re removed the headphone jack, right? When they removed the headphone jack, people hated them. Like, there was so much outrage from the community and everything. But eventually, people got used to it. And now, basically, like, every phone except for a few Samsungs and a few Androids don't have a headphone jack. So, I mean, now that's the normal. Now that's that's associated with the high end, upper end. But at the time, people were mad, and people, I'm guessing, didn't buy the new iPhone just because it didn't have a headphone jack. And it's like that with expensive cars. Like, how often do you see a Lamborghini change drastically in design? You never do because people will get mad, and people won't buy it. Same thing with Mercedes, same thing with BMW. Like, I'm, I was, I was looking at like the, how BMWs have evolved over the past years. And it's nothing compared to like how a Honda changes in design. Because with Honda, no, regular uh, consumers, they like change. They, they don't want the same thing over and over and over again. But these, but like luxury owners and stuff, they want to buy something and they want to know that what they have, what, what will come out next year, won't be too much different and then they won't regret their purchase. And it's kind of like with, I, with the iPhone because the iPhone is classified as a luxury device. Like it's, it's they, the prices of phones have gone up so much that I guess that is considered a luxury device. Um, but but back to my Motorola. So with all these features and all these things constantly changing, like it had facial recognition on a like a two hundred dollar phone, unheard of. The battery life was okay. Camera was decent if you had enough light, and the screen. I mean, this it, it was just it was an okay phone. So, but I I'm, I decided I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for either the new Samsung or the new iPhone. Now, when the new Samsung came out, I'm like. Why would I buy this? Why would I just buy the one that came out last year? Because for me, they looked so similar. They had basically the same features. So there was really nothing about the device that made me want to necessarily purchase the Samsung. There was no, they, there, the Samsung really necessarily didn't, didn't give a good enough reason for the consumer to purchase the, their new flagship device and go with um instead of going with the with the with the older uh samsung well 
Apple, on the other hand, during their keynote, right? Um, so I, I'd, I'd waited because, again, I wanted to get the newest device. So I waited, and during the and during the period of time um, that I was watching the keynote, I'm like, okay, do I get the iPhone 10s or the 10s Max or the 10R? Now, after because Samsung had disappointed me. I looked at the I looked at the iPhone and I decided you know what this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna buy because to me it was it it was just more premium in the sense of the build build materials and everything and um, so during the keynote um, there was when they first brought out the iPhone 10s I'm like this seems way too similar to the iPhone 10 there's no reason why anybody should buy the iPhone 10s instead of buying the iPhone 10. So I, I eliminated that option right away because it was too similar. So I decided to go and buy the iPhone 10s Max because I, I really enjoyed the bigger size of the iPhone 10. Um, I mean, of the iPhone 6s Plus and the, and the Plus series of iPhones because it was because I just felt it fit, it fit it fit better in my hands. So I decided to go with the iPhone XS Max. And even though there's like a f just a few features that are added based in, in instead of on the iPhone X, um, those features to me, in for what I do, um, just as like hobbies and stuff, photography and videography, and I occasionally do a little bit of music creation, but the features on the iPhone XS and XS Max uh, pushed me to more going for those devices. Now, another thing about these devices is the way that they're manufactured, right? So this iPhone is made out of stainless steel and it is also glass on the front and back, right? Now this, you can compare this to, I guess you could say a, a luxury sports car, right? Um, I mean, the price is very high, and peep and like the thing is, is that with these devices, right? When there's change, people get mad, right? Um, when Apple removed the headphone jack, people got mad because it was change. People don't like change. That's that's what I found with just following different tech companies, is that when there's big change, people get mad because. Most people don't like big change. It's the same thing in the luxury car industry, right? Um, there's people who buy a BMW. They want to buy a BMW. They don't want to buy a different BMW than what came out a year prior, right? They want to buy, they want to know that, sure, yes, yeah, some improvements were made, but the core idea of a BMW is still there. And that's why when you, let's say you look at Honda, right? Um, and you look at the Honda Pilot, right? The 2009 Honda Pilot is very, very, very different compared to the Honda Pilot of 2019, right? There was a huge redesign some in some time during those two years, and the average consumer is more okay with it. But the the news the news publishers and stuff, they were not as happy with it. And it's the same thing with iPhones, right? Same thing with all technology, right? And some people might say, oh, they got rid of the headphone jack because 
oh, they wanted more money, they wanted to push their lightning headphone accessories, right? Well, that might be true, but you can also look at it from the point that Apple put out is saying that, um, <clears throat> in saying that during the, during the keynote, what they said is that they needed more space inside the phone because as these phones are getting thinner and thinner, they're needing to make things smaller and smaller. And then the headphone jack, they couldn't make that smaller because it was a certain size, certain standard that they needed to keep. And also when they removed it, they added waterproofing to these device, water resistance to these devices, which allowed for, um, I, I believe it was like a meter underwater for like 30 minutes. And that's a feature that people appreciated later on after they got over the whole headphone jack thing, right? And another thing with like, so yeah, this device is great and everything, but then you start hearing people saying, oh, it's so similar to the iPhone 10. Oh, the iPhone 10 was so similar to the iPhone 8. And then people are saying how Apple has stopped innovating, right? Well, I would like to say that the way that you look at innovation, right? It's, you got to look at it on at both ways, right? Because if we didn't have innovation, nothing would change in the smartphone market, right? So the if there was no innovation in the iPhone line, there'd be no changes. So no matter what, there's always going to be innovation because that's why people would actually go out and buy the new products because of innovations, right? Um, and, and I mean, it's on every device, basically, that there's, even if they're very small, these innovations and it's becoming more, it's becoming more difficult every single year for these companies to put out these breakthrough devices, right? So when you, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, right, the innovation from the first iPhone to these new iPhones is incredible. And that's only over the course of 10 years, right? Imagine what's going to happen in the next 10 years as well. The amount of innovation that's going to happen is going to be uh, like insane. And I know that a lot of people, they hate Apple, right? This blind hate towards Apple, right? It's the same thing towards like a blind hate towards a person, right? I know that a lot of people have this blind hatred for Donald Trump, right? Now, I'm not going to say anything more about that, right? Because I don't want to get into politics on this podcast that much right now. Um, but what the, the main thing is that with, with like this blind hate towards Apple, people are only looking at Apple at one point of view, right? It's the same thing as me saying, oh, I blindly hate Google, right? If I, let's just say, quote unquote, blindly hate Google, right? And I'm only looking at the negatives. Yeah, of course, I'm going to hate that company. Because if I only look at the negatives of what they've done, then that leaves a negative impression in my brain, right? And no matter what I do, I'm always going to think negatively about that company. When, but instead of having this blind hatred for something, you have to, you, I, I believe that you need to look at it from both sides, right? You need to look at all the positives that a company has done and all the positives that a person has done. So, um, for example, Apple, right? Sure, yeah. Tons of negatives, right? Tons of negatives that they've done. Poor, poor work uh, quality, right? They don't pay people that much for their work, right? They, let's just say you can say with all these controversies and everything, the new iPads, they're bending. The new, the older iPhones, they were also bending antenna gate when if you hold, if you held your iPhone a certain way, the antennas wouldn't necessarily pick up your cell signal, right? So 
If you only looked at those parts of Apple, you would say, oh, wow, this company's horrible. But you also need to look at all the positives of, that, of a company, right? Like the innovation that was the Apple Watch, AirPods, the prop, my, in my opinion, one of the greatest products ever released by Apple. You also need to look at other positives that like they've done, like the iMac Pro, which helped professionals like complete their goals, and the Apple Watch, which has saved... I don't know how many lives, but it saved many lives which the, with the uh, with a heart rate sensor, and it lets you know if you have heart disease, right? And it's, so f for me, like if I had a blind hate towards a company like Google, for example, and yeah, I only looked at all the controversies they've had and all the negative things that they've done, then of course, yeah, I'm going to have a blind hate towards them. But if I look at the positives that Google's done, like the new features on their Pixel phones, right? The night sight, the incredible camera. That just like if I, then if I only looked at Google with the camera, right? As the, because their cameras are amazing, then you start to have this blind positive outlook on Google. And I believe that we need to find us just the right balance of positive and negative, so that we can have a unbiased and balanced opinion on all these companies and I believe that for another example right so Samsung okay so if I if we were to look at Samsung and all the negatives like they're exploding phones right privacy issues then and we don't look at the positives then <clears throat> so and if we only look at the negatives then it makes Samsung look like this horrible company we also need to look at the positives, right? Because there's so many positives with every, with basically everything in life, right? And the reason why, and this, I believe, all goes back to why I picked the iPhone over all the other devices, right? Because there are so there. I believe that Apple, they have a good way of balancing the positives and the negatives, right? So it gives you a, like, basically a level playing field, right? So, yeah, sure, yeah, they, they've done a few negative things, right? But they've also done about an equal amount of positive things. So, I believe that the positives and the negatives, like, balance themselves out, so then you almost have a perfect playing field, and that it's just a balanced user experience, right? And, but then, for example, a company like Huawei, right? Um, they, yeah, sure, they've done so many positive things, right? Their phones are amazing. But then you look at all the negatives, right? And per, for me, the negatives for Huawei outweigh the positives. Like, I would have hands down gotten a Huawei phone, but the negatives of that company completely outweigh the positives of the company, right? So, you have the, the for me, the biggest negative of Huawei was the, is the rumors that the company is sending information to the Chinese government, right? So that's, for me, one of the biggest negatives that you can have in a company is breach in privacy. That's why I very much dislike Facebook. Um, so for me, that negative completely obliterates all the positives that Huawei has done and completely ruins my point of view on that company. For, and, and I mean, it's the same thing with people, right? So if there's a person who's done horrible things all their lives, but they've done a few positive things, right? Sure, yeah, your your view of them is going to be negative, but you know that there's good in them, and you know that, like, they can do good in their lives, right? So, 
need to look at them from all points of views, right? You'll need to look at the positives that they've done and the negatives that they've done so you can form a unbiased opinion on the person, just not based on initial impressions, but based on what the person has actually done during their lives, right? So again, that's, so that's like a mini lesson in this, in this podcast is don't just don't focus on all the negatives, but focus on the positives so that you yourself can make a, a, a good and bal and val and like good opinion on something or someone so that what, what you're doing isn't just completely biased, right? And you hear that a lot in, I guess you could say in the media, right? Um, people are always saying that there's like biased media, right? And, I, and with me following tech as much as I do, I do notice that a lot, right? People hate Apple. It's, a, it's like, it's a, it's a thing that people do, right? People hate Apple because, it, because other people have, share that same hate for this company, right? But I, I think that all those people who have this blind hate for Apple don't actually look and notice the positives and the negatives of the company and again it's just like it goes back to that lesson right with the positives and the negatives they don't look at the positives and the negative of the company so they're automatically whatever whichever one they have an experience with first that's their initial that's their they wire their brain to only thinking that and that's like a thing that we need to train our brains to not or to not jump to conclusions super fast right um, so this is like the main reason why I chose to buy an iPhone, right? Now, why, why do I like Apple in general, right? Why, why do I, why do I own basically every Apple product that is current, right? Um, for me, it's because the amount of like the way that like all these devices connect together um, you can almost say it's like an ecosystem, right? Um, so my iPhone connects to my Apple Watch, which connects to my MacBook, right? My MacBook connects to my, to connects to my Apple Watch, which connects to my phone. My phone connects to my MacBook, which connects to my watch, right? So it's this whole ecosystem thing, right? And no matter what, and no matter who, like, uses these devices, they make it so simple for the end user to get the most out of these products. They make it the easiest for the end user to get the most for, with their time while using the products, right? So that's why I use Apple products in general because it helps me achieve my goals in a more efficient and effective way. And I feel like in a better quality of way than compared to me using an Android and a Windows device, right? Now, if you are not prepared to invest into an iPhone, a Mac, and an Apple Watch, or just two of these devices, just in general, I, I would not recommend you buying a an iPhone in general, right? Because I, I believe that in, in the whole idea, right, the price of just the sole device is not worth it. The, the, but the price of multiple devices together and the way that they work together, I feel, is worth it, right? I feel like it's more worth it to buy an iPhone and a, and a MacBook, even though the price is, even though the asking price is a lot higher 
than buying, let's just say, a Samsung and a, and a Windows PC. The main reason for that is because of that integration. You don't get that when you buy a Samsung and a, let's say an HP laptop, right? You don't get that. So the way that Apple like designs these devices together, I feel like it really, I, I just feel like it really goes to show how much care is put into these products, right? And I, f I also feel like with um, the whole privacy issues and stuff with Android, and I'm not, and I'm not just putting this up, pointing my finger at one company, but many Android c manufacturers do have had privacy issues over the past few years, Samsung, Huawei, especially Huawei, they all have their own privacy issues and you, you don't really ever hear of that with Apple, right? You'll hear it occasionally, especially just recently with the whole Facebook issues, right? How people could listen in on face, FaceTime calls and how, <clears throat> like, you could, even if they didn't answer, you could still, like, listen in on the person, right? But Apple was really quick to respond to that and they shut it down because they, I believe, value user privacy. And that's, for me, privacy is the biggest thing about these consumer, techno uh, consumer technologies is that we need privacy for the end user because if there's no privacy then and our and if our data is being sold which it is then how can you have that trust how can you have trust between the manufacturer and how can you have trust between the manufacturer and the end consumer you can't do that so in in the whole thing you can't really grow as a company right i know that but i mean i know, I know that google is huge right but imagine how much bigger google could be if they valued the privacy of the end user, right? I think that Google could definitely be the biggest company in the world if they valued end user privacy, which they don't, right? They sat, they they track everything that you do, um, what you search, where you've been, what you do on your Google phones, right? What you do on your Android phones, right? All that is a profile that advertisers and employers and stuff, they can just search that up and they can find that, right? Now, you have to go to like super drastic measures to, to like moderate and to limit the amount of information that they actually track from you, but all the tracking stuff is turned on by default, right? So you gotta think about that, like is privacy truly important to me? And to me it is, and that's why I believe that Apple, like the stuff that Apple has done with their encryption on their phones and with the encryption on their computers, I believe that they value the privacy more than any other uh, major tech company does than like compared to anybody else, right? So that that's probably for me, yeah, privacy is the biggest reason why I go with Apple devices, right? So that's basically all I have to say on the topic of why do why do I like Apple so much? Yeah. It's because of privacy. It's because I believe that they make at the current moment, the best product with the best features, right? And another reason why I enjoy Apple is just because of how simple it is, right? You don't you don't have to go through like eight menu bars, right, to find a setting that you're looking for. There's one sheet and there are all your settings, right? You click and then whatever setting you want, it's on and off, right? It's an on and off switch, super easy, very, very few 
menu bars, right, to go through, menu options to go through, right? So I just feel like the simplicity that you get out of Apple devices, right, there it's just more like concise and it's just more like, I guess you could say simplistic compared to Android, which I feel like is more confusing for the end user, right? So all of this goes back to the end user and how the end user uses the devices, right? So that's again why I think, why I chose Apple for this uh, cycle of technology. And I'm sure it'll change eventually when these other manufacturers change up their game and focus more on the end user privacy and focus on marketing, right? Because that's the biggest flaw with Samsung right now, right? They're playing like a, they're just throwing like low blows at Apple use with these, uh, I think it's ingenious ads, right? Where they're throwing low blows at Apple, which actually don't have any, they don't, it doesn't merit any value, right? Um, it's saying they're, they're throwing blows like, oh, you can take notes on your Samsung device using the S Pen, right? But who, who wants a, they're, they're like, your iPhone can't do that, right? Well, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, yeah, you you might have an iPad, and you might use that for taking notes. And I believe, and I mean, a 12-inch screen for taking notes, I think, is much better than a 6.3-inch. You have almost you have over double the real estate for taking notes with a much bigger pencil in the form of an Apple pencil, right? And with their whole Note 9 launch, I feel like they completely they 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 failed on that right i mean sure yeah they partnered up with fortnite when it was really big right fortnite was huge this year last year my bad but like it's they didn't really they but like with the phone they didn't give any features that make the end user want to use the phone and want to buy the phone sure yeah it had a bigger battery but in battery tests yeah the iphone and other Android devices still beat that, like the Huawei phone. Huawei is doing great on um, on actual hardware, but on software and on again end user privacy, they're completely failing. EMUI is a mess, in my opinion. It's a horrible skin of Android, and I just think that <clears throat> for those companies to truly like, if if these companies really put the effort in. They could destroy Apple basically overnight, right? But they don't put the effort in like Apple does. And that's why I think that Apple is so incredibly successful right now. And I mean, even though like their stocks are going down, right? They're still in their second best quarter ever. Um, and if that's not saying something, then I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a, it was their second best quarter ever. Just think about that, right? I think they made like $84 billion. That's not, that's like, that's a ton of money to be making, right? So for these companies to say, for these companies to just put no effort into certain categories um, of their products, I just think they're throwing away a completely good opportunity. So once those companies, once they start putting all their stuff into those certain categories, then yeah, you'll have my, you'll have my business. I will very gladly buy your devices if they match the quality of a iPhone at the current moment, right? So yeah, um, I think that's all I have to say right now. So thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Um, it's going to be up every Monday. I'm not sure what time yet, though. And I'm hoping to get some other people in 
to interview. We're going to start off small, but then hopefully as the podcast gains quality and 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 uh, viewership, hopefully the interviewers that we're interviewing are going to be getting in better quality and better and ho- and eventually we'll be investing in better equipment as viewership goes up. So make sure to subscribe to this and share this podcast with your friends if you if you enjoyed it in any way shape or form and if you actually learned something from this. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week.